Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Classic Holdup Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Justice. I'm an avid watcher of movies, and I absolutely love to see what movies still hold up and which don't. I've been obsessed with movies since I was a kid, and I'm excited to talk about a movie here with you today. I'm studying work in the film industry myself, and I look at films just to see what works and doesn't work within a film. Evil Dead is a movie from 1981 by director Sam Raimi. The film is a horror film about five college students who decide to take a trip to a cabin for a weekend. While at this cabin, they play a tape that reads off the words of the cursed book, The Necronomicon. After reading the book, evil spirits of the dead come back to wreak havoc on the cabin and college students. The movie stars Bruce Campbell and is directed by Sam Raimi. The movie is filled with heavy amounts of blood and gore and takes a very practical approach to all of its effects. It pioneered the classic Raimi approach of practical effects in film. The budget on the movie was around $375,000 and grossed $2.4 million in the U.S. alone. The film was met with critical and audience praise and ended up spawning an entire franchise. This includes two sequels, a spin-off show, a remake, comics, video games, and more. This movie was the first to use in Skyrocket the Evil Dead name as a household name. Along with that, the character of Ash Williams has become a cultural icon because of this franchise. While this movie may have been a fan favorite with audiences, there was some controversy at its initial release. This movie, while successful, also didn't exactly jumpstart the career of Sam Raimi just yet. But this movie did pave the way for the career he would have, and the pop culture iconography that Evil Dead would come to. This film is something I had watched fairly recently, actually. It was October, I was interested in giving the series a look. I had always heard the second film gets more praise, but I never watched a movie series out of order on purpose. I gathered some friends, one of them who was my guest today, and geared up for a movie marathon. The movie already had a lot going for it for me before I started watching. I'm a huge fan of Sam Raimi, so seeing his earlier work was exciting to me. He was one of the reasons I decided to become a director, and I wanted to see his work on a lower budget, like how I'm able to make my films now. I'm also a huge fan of practical effects. CGI has been interesting, and it's amazing what you can accomplish with it. But something about real things that seem touchable and physical in the world is much more interesting. I've always been in love with stuff like the Muppets, Spider-Man, and the 1990 Ninja Turtles movies. All of them utilizing practical effects well, so really, I knew I would find something out of this movie. We sat down, hit play, and well, I guess you'll find out shortly how this holds up. On this week's episode of The Classic Holdup, I'd like to introduce my guest for today, Tyler Peters. Tyler, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. Uh, I am a junior at MSU, studying media and information. Uh, what to tell, what to tell. I'm a really, really big movie fan, same as uh, Andrew over here. Probably watched um, over 100 movies together. I mean, that's safe safe estimate, I would say. Oh, yeah, very, no, very true. Like we've, we've been watching movies with each other since middle school. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if that, you know, just because I watch a lot of movies, that makes me qualified, but... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little about me. All right, well, uh, today, as everyone knows, the topic is The Evil Dead and whether this movie still holds up today. 
Um, let's talk about a little bit about how it was received in the past. It was met with some controversy. That's like one of the biggest things. Uh, the movie garnered an X rating and is banned in some countries still to this day, I believe. X rating. I, I did not know it got like at release. It was that, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's from a, a, a modern audience, maybe I'm a little desensitized to violence. I did not know that. It's a very, uh, someone I, when I was researching and looking up stuff for this movie someone described it as like the grisliest low-budget horror movie ever made yeah and like I, I think that's true like e even from when it released I, I still think what they do for like budget wise for uh like the effects and like kind of horror value of it yeah no and like i think the effects are um something that was pretty big for the time because it was mm -hmm. like practical effects were more used back then because we didn't have the cgi that we have today which i think this movie would feel a lot different with that but it's got like the a very unique and like scary feel to it because of those practical effects yeah i agree i think like like when you kind of think of low budget filmmaking you like you kind of think like oh it's gonna it's gonna be bad but like even back then like what they were able to kind of do with that i think was very cool to be noted it's still like you can't looks better than some other horror projects I've definitely oh seen. Oh my god, yeah. Came out way after that movie. And and the budget for this movie was only I think it was $350,000. Like it's a small budgeted movie. This is just a passion project that Sam Raimi and like Bruce Campbell wanted to do like out of college. Like it was not a not a big budget thing. It's just something that um I don't know, had had a lot of hard work going to it. And I think that really shows within the film. Yeah, I felt that. I mean, I could definitely a labor of love. I mean, I kind of don't have to be an expert, but I could definitely see what uh, the director, Sam Raimi, is going for. Exactly, yeah. And the fact that he, like, I mean, I'd say the story isn't the most important part of this movie, but the fact that he could do, like, this story on such a small budget, just have it all at one location, do camera tricks here and there, um, and just dress people up in zombie makeup and make it very believable. I think that's pretty impressive. Um, but the movie did have a big critical response. Like, critics loved it. Audiences loved it. Like, it was kind of a reinventing of the horror genre. It kind of put the cabin in the woods type horror out there. Yeah, a lot of those kind of, like, in the woods style movies definitely have to owe a lot of thanks to uh, The Evil Dead. Yeah, because, I mean, that's that's a very popular uh, genre of... I guess it's not a genre, but a sub subsection, yeah, yeah for... <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a quote from Slant Magazine. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this was written, but I believe it was uh, around the time of release. The author of the article, Ed Gonzalez, said, It's almost unreal ability suggests the presence of intangible evil, which is what prevented the movie from being B-movie schlock. Which I kind of agree with. Like, this doesn't really feel like a B movie, even mm. though it's still very low budget. It's like, it's got this very professional vibe to it. Yeah, like when I watched it, even with like the budget, I was definitely not thinking like, oh, this is cheap, that's cheap. It felt like a very, very competent film that was uh, like very like kind of kept me uh, interested the whole time. When uh, you know you kind of watch like smaller projects like that and. Uh, I guess don't have like the it kind of factor with it, especially for uh, horror movies. I feel like yeah, exactly. So I guess let's uh, let's get into kind of how 
like you and I have viewed this today, like not taking the past into consideration, but I watched this movie for the very first time like two months ago. I I had always heard about the series that it was like, oh, the Evil Dead series is really cool. I mean, like two is the best, but I, I never really watched movies out of order. So I wanted to watch one and then go on the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, two is a pretty yeah. We you you've seen all three. Uh, yeah, no, I, I did a movie marathon. I was, of them. <laughs> I was I remember I was not able to hang late enough to watch the the third one. Yeah, the boys, but yeah, I mean the second one just still at the cabin. We're still mm-hmm. uh, you know some some stuff they kind of changed a little. Yeah, <laughs> I think comparing it to the second one, I do enjoy the second one more. I think they had more of a footing at that point. It's not the same movie because it's. Ash going crazy, Ash with a chainsaw hand, and, like, way, way more, like, out there stuff. The first movie, I think, is still good, but it doesn't really compare to when you watch the second one. So, like, oh, I could have skipped that. I second one's, like, does the recap, and also it's just, like, very, very, I guess, Evil Dead, what it would become for, like, the rest of the series. Yeah, I I agree. Like, just after uh, having the first movie, they were able to just kind of go a lot more crazy and uh, creative with it and the i also uh, share that opinion that i like the second one a lot more i guess you're you, you kind of asked me how i interpret it modernly i mean the when i came over and watched it with you guys that was a uh, my first viewing in probably watching like seventh grade once wow okay so it was a while yeah but i i do you know it did have like a certain uh like not that i'm a stupid person who forgets stuff or anything, <laughs> but uh when I kind of had that break in between, like, viewings, uh, it was still very memorable to me. Like, you know, the, I'll swallow your soul. I'll yeah, yeah. Soul. I think it's a very iconic movie. Like, it, mm, it does. Yeah. I, I will say it fully, like, this little spoilery for this podcast, but it holds up. <laughs> in my opinion, it kind of, uh, for at least, like, this modern age, I think this is where, like, I, this is something I could show people, rewatch, like a good like movie night with some friends, which is exactly where I watched it. I think like in that aspect, this like really still works. Yeah, I would say a current audience, like age audience member, could like totally like find enjoyment from it because I know I did, and horror is not really my uh, bread and butter most of the time. Oh no, same here. I'm like, it's it's weird. I'm not really a horror fan, and I know a lot of people who are. It just it's never really appealed to me. But I think Evil Dead does something different with horror, where it's not just um, jump scares and like freaky stuff. It's more like there's a certain aesthetic or vibe to it that I can't mm. explain. Um, kind of like that, like. I always remember, like, kind of the eerie feeling of they'd show footage in the woods. Or, mm, oh, like the camera, like, flying around and stuff like that. Yeah, like, almost, like, you definitely, like, even, you know, jump scares, I think there might be, like, a few in there. But Yeah, I, I, I don't remember my... many. That's the thing. And even when there were those, they were, like, they had enough suspense and tension, like, leading up to it. They mm. weren't cheap at all. Yeah, I, I thought that was a big draw of the movie to me was just kind of having that feeling of, like, when's, like, the next kind of... Like, when is this build-up going to complete for, uh, you know, the payoff of a scare? Yeah, and I think, like, even the uh, practical effects, that really helps with the scares today. Because, like, if this movie was just, like, redone entirely with CGI or, like, different, like, creatures like that, I don't think it would have the same scary effect as making someone as realistically as possible look like a decomposing corpse. Mm. Yeah, I would say, uh, 
like kind of the modern like so modern viewer can just easily interpret that as like not seeing all this like cheap like I don't when I like even though I would say it's a little uh like not something you'd see in our current age like kind of for yeah more. but it, it just never bothered me I guess like as a knowing when the movie came out knowing you know I was so young before it came out no yeah that never affected me either like i i think there's a certain threshold of when i can watch an older movie Mm. and i think this is right in that perfect area of just like this isn't too old to like filmmakers still didn't have a grasp on how to make a movie like i'm not talking like the charlie chaplin era but it it still has like i don't know it it has its footing It, it knows what it wants to do and i think it did it well I think the setting of this movie is really like what kind of makes it. I think the fact that it's just all in one house, you don't have to go to these big extremes. You don't have to have extravagant sets or blow the audience away with that. It's just, here's a cabin. Here's five kids. Go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like a scenario where, I mean, not that I've ever been in a spooky cabin in the woods that far in with a, a devil Necronomicon <laughs> book or anything, but... You know, kind of the the feeling of uh, like unease of just being in the woods. Uh, yeah, I could definitely like that kind of human element of I guess the unknown mm-hmm. is uh kind of really makes like the movie uh work for me I guess and uh, because it's so uh, cheap to produce. You know, the one location they uh, you know I know they film in the nearby woods, but they're able to do all that pretty much. I know it, it. I think it really just helps it out. If anything, like limitations sometimes can make a movie better, and I think that's something in this case. Also, all the Michigan State references in this movie. Yeah, that was <laughs> big respect to Sam Raimi. I I remember uh, first time I saw seeing the Michigan State audio, like thinking hey, we got some representation. Yeah, that was fun watching it now because I'm just like I go there. I get the, I just did that little point of the screen. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think it was cool that, like, um, Sam Raimi is still, like, showing where he came from, where he got, like, where he studied, like, for this and stuff like that. And he just put that in his book. I, I huge respect on him for that. Yeah, he, he's done it, like, throughout his works, right? Like, oh, yeah. Sometimes. All right. Well, I think it's time to talk about how this might hold up next generation past us. How, how are our kids going to perceive this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have some, uh, like, a note or two, if you want me to. Okay, yeah. Uh, I I, I kind of feel like, even though like, in our current age, I, I think it holds up in still a competent film, I, I kind of ponder the question, how far in the future would our either our children are desensitized to yeah. whatever violent... That or they just don't, like, movie technology is, you know, blown out of the water in the next couple of decades. Do you do you agree? Do you think there would be a point where... I, I do agree with that because I think at one point my kid's going to ask why he can't watch this on his VR headset because that's <laughs> how movies will be one day. Dad, this isn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> just jokes. I also think that... Just in context to the Evil Dead series, I think this one's going to be the most forgotten. Everyone already talks about, like, I, before I'd even seen Evil Dead, all I heard was, 2 is amazing. You should watch Evil Dead 2. Um, and so I think, one, 
with time going on will kind of be dropped off. Like it's the one that got it started and it's where they like started to find where they're going to go with this or like what they're going to do. I don't even know if Sam Raimi had sequels planned. I don't mm. know if this was a, on a whim or um, studio wanted more, but um, I, I would hope it was a work of passion. I mean, he made a whole series and it looks like true. he was having fun <laughs> doing the whole thing. I mean, he decided to just go medieval in the end. Um, but yeah, I think this movie will be a little more forgotten than the other two because two has like that's classic Evil Dead, Ash Chainsaw Hand fighting demons stuff like that, and then the third one is so ridiculous and out there that you can't not remember it. And I think the first one will be remembered by fans like hardcore fans, but I don't think people are going to like be watching. Evil Dead One as much in like twenty fifty. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, we both like the film, but I don't know if it has. It is, you know, kind of a cult, kind of classic yeah. film, I would say. And but but I don't know. Besides that, like you said, with the first movie, when when I when I first watched it and all the, I guess moments I heard about, uh, like from other people about like how cool evil dead is and all the i guess like resources would be a good word or like references or videos yeah. i've seen about it i was i watched the first movie expecting like okay when's he get the chainsaw and when is he gonna you know pull out the the shock like i think he might have a shock in the first one but, i think he does yeah you know all the i guess the cool quotes and they're all in the second movie yeah, and I think that's that's the thing that like almost uh, got me nervous about this series because I was like, oh, this isn't as cool as everyone's told me it is. This isn't crazy, like, one dude against all. I mean, it kind of is in the first one, but it's not, like, pushed to where they push mm. it. Yeah, I, I agree that, like, most of the iconic things about Evil Dead aren't really featured in this movie. Yeah, that was just as that was kind of my outsider perspective before... Uh... I just really wanted to see that chainsaw, and I, yeah. I, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised still by the first one and enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, definitely, if they want your viewers, want to listeners actually viewers <laughs> for podcast, uh, I would recommend the second one because that one uh, made me laugh and uh, kind of enjoy how I, the series I, went. I think I would as well, and I also think that like mostly because of. Uh, how the first one like the rights distribution for it i think that's even more how people are going to forget it because sam raimi couldn't get the rights to his footage for his first movie he has to kind of recreate and recap evil dead one at the beginning of evil dead two and it's like different i think it's just ash and his girlfriend at a cat like at a cabin instead of every other character that was there so like you can know what happened beforehand right at the beginning of the second one like it's all recapped right there you don't it nullifies the reason to watch the first one i i, I would still watch it myself because i do enjoy it and i think it's a pretty great movie but uh i, I think for the future like yeah the far future it might be a skip I, I did not know that about his rights uh, that that yeah i mean i, I watched it and i'm recommending uh, like I, I did not know that fact and i'm recommending skip the first one and you're telling me yeah it was it was so weird watching it back to back because i'm like i just watched the first that's not how that happened mm. but that you know the casual viewer viewer spending a nickel or whatever in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> 
probably wouldn't have, uh, <laughs> wouldn't have bugged him too much. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, I think it is time for a uh, quick little ad break. We will be back in a few minutes. My name is Lawrence Menalstein. My name is Anna Kolb. My name is Daniel James Isabella. When I complete my degree, I want to be an editor. I want to start my own podcast. I want to produce film and television. My name is Lawrence Van Alstein. My name is Anna Kolb. My name is Daniel James Isabella. And, and I'm ComArtSci. Com start your journey at comartsci.msu.edu. All right. We've discussed how it fares in the past, present, and future. And I think we need to talk about just overall... Does the Evil Dead movie hold up? Um, bringing it to me first. I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's kind of a tough one for me because I would say a modern kind of audience viewer can sometimes maybe get a little bored with the first one. I don't know if you like. It's very interesting to watch, but uh, maybe I've seen uh, an action movie one too many sometimes. Yeah, I think that's where the cult classic part comes in. Like, it has a cult following, and I think people who are really into the series will enjoy that. Or, like, if you're coming into the series and you know you like this kind of stuff, you'll enjoy that. But to the casual viewer, it might be a little bit harder to sit through. There's not as much action as the other ones in the series. There's not as much, like, character development. Everyone's kind of just a... Like, even Ash isn't really ash yet he's just kind it's of not uh, groovy yeah exactly. <laughs> he's just one of the college kids he just happens to be the last one surviving so i think like it is a little slow in that case like it's it's not the most engaging of the evil dead movies to watch but something i'm kind of thinking about i mean still with its i would say with its cult status could we consider it like it's still holding up i mean not That's all uh, art would be I guess, designated for the same person, you know, different uh, strokes, different folks. Yeah. And uh, if you're a cult fan, I mean, it's just, you def there's definitely something to love for like, a select few people, or few, more than a few. It's definitely, it's definitely garnered that, uh, I guess, respect over the years. I mean, yeah, it got a TV show in 2015, and it got like three seasons. There's still love, I think, for Evil Dead there. There's a video game coming out, like, 2022. I, I think, like, I think there will always be Evil Dead as long as Evil Dead, like, or since Evil Dead has as come out. As long as uh, Bruce Campbell's uh, kicking Honestly, ass. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one glue holding this all together. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. It does hold up in, like, that way. Like, it'll, it'll forever hold up as long as it's got its fans like that. And I think it will continue to have those fans as time goes on. All right, now it's time for the Q&A segment of this podcast. Uh, I just have a couple questions that I've made specifically from the Evil Dead, like watching this to ask you. And uh, the first one is something I think I already know your answer to from talking to you like on this episode. But do you think the practical effects hold up and do you think it would have benefited from modern CGI? Um, I definitely do think that they hold up for still like kind of me watching you know seeing someone's face melt or just look absolutely disgusting it is really cool like that without that uh, like i guess the 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 real hand like i guess the touch of a of a human i guess for uh 
making all these effects look real compared to something all glossy, glazed over in a computer. So uh, I, I do think they hold up in our current age, and uh, I think that it wouldn't be the same with, uh, without those type of effects. I agree, I agree. What do you think this movie could improve on? Uh, this might just be me as a modern audience member, but I would probably have to say the pacing. It's, you know, typical old uh, horror movie. Uh, takes a while to kind of say its point or get where it's uh, kind of going. Yeah, it's a, it's a little slow like that. And, uh, you know, the characters are just some college kids. I mean, it's very uh, standard 80s uh, kind of writing. I mean, not for, I mean, that's what people like about it still. So, I mean, that's maybe my opinion as a hater about the dialogue. But I mean, I would agree. I don't remember any of the characters' names other than Ash. <laughs> Do you think this movie should have garnered, like, the response it had? Like, whether the criticisms or the praise it's gotten? Uh, I mean, I could definitely see a reality out there where uh, it released and just got no love. It maybe, you know, just a detail or scene or two were different and just left a bad taste in the audience's mouth and just became a, you know, trying to think of a a way it just didn't get its kind of core audience. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it really could have gone either way. It's a low-budget horror film that was just put out there in the 80s all right now the risk versus reward it definitely definitely paid off yeah all right i think it's time to make our final verdict here tyler do you believe that this movie holds up i think it does i would have to honestly agree with you i think no matter what happens as time goes on what like wear and tear this movie will have with age but i think overall it will still hold up I agree. I think there's something uh, kind of be said about like human emotion towards it. Like there will always, I I still think there will always be someone out there who loves this movie. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I would like to today thank my guest Tyler Peters for being here with me. Nah, not a problem. It was a great time. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I had another movie buff to watch this with. <laughs> and we will see you next time with a brand new host on the Classic Holdup. Take care. Find The Classic Holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.